everyone. Thanks for taking time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Summer camp provides everyone involved a great deal of fun and a surprising amount of learning. Yes, it's actually true. You can have a blast while learning things that actually will help you later in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a seven-year-old first-time camper, a 16-year-old CIT, a college-age staff member, or a year-round professional with more than two decades under your belt. There's always a lot to learn at summer camp. The idea behind this podcast is to shine a light on some of those lessons that we learn around summer camp and figure out how we can apply them to our lives back home. I hope you'll hear a few bits of summer camp wisdom that you can put to work immediately in your daily life. Now, at summer camp, you get to meet a lot of memorable people. The team that helps to run the health center, which is formerly known as the infirmary to all you fossils out there, is certainly way up on the list of characters. Whether it was Tattoo Bob, the former Special Forces soldier who turned into a night nurse, or to Nurse Janae, who raised chickens along with running the show, or one of our great friends, Kaylin, who she and her whole family, they've become a part of our own. We've been blessed to work with some amazing nurses. And let's not forget the incredible doctors and healthcare assistants, too. It truly takes a talented and engaged team to make healthcare a reality at summer camp. Now, summer camps around the country have been thinking about and researching the safest ways to run summer camp for summer 21. I, like many of my summer camp brethren, have turned repeatedly to one resource over and over again, Tracy Gaslin and the wonderful team at the Association of Camp Nursing. As you'll soon hear, Tracy has a deep love of summer camp, an incredible well of data and wisdom from which to draw, and a ton of humor. She is a nurse's nurse and a camp director's top nurse. She's awesome. Her generous and consistent service of writing and researching is literally going to make summer camp safer this summer and beyond. Parents, you'll hear a lot of good ideas on how to work best with your summer camp to prepare for a great experience and a safe one. Camp professionals, if you're listening, you'll hear a lot of great ideas on how to keep your kids safe and our staff safe while also working even more effectively with your health center team. And if there are any summer camp nurses or doctors or healthcare assistants out there listening from the bottom of this camp professional's heart, thank you. I hope you'll enjoy this great campfire conversation with my new friend, Tracy Gaslin. Tracy, it is so nice to have you around the campfire. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. Always uh, places to go and things to learn, right? <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, that's, you know, an old time camp director told me one time he was getting a little bored. You didn't feel like there was as much to learn anymore. And then all of a sudden we had the last 18 months. So or the last now 12 months, um, certainly a lot to learn without a doubt. Certainly a lot to learn <laughs> every day, every day. So, and I've been really fortunate. I've actually got a chance to learn from you and from the team um, at, at, at the organization that you actually run. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Association of Camp Nursing, how it started and, and its purpose? Absolutely. So, ACN, or the Association of Camp Nursing, was launched back in 1990 by a, by a lady named Jean Otto. And she started with a one-page newsletter to some local nurses in the New England area, just to find kind of a network of friends, right? What she started. And in 94, we became incorporated. Uh, Linda Ersig took over as the ED, and they started with 90 bucks in their pocket and trying to figure out how to get <laughs> health information out to camps. Because as you know, historically, the health center at camps have been called infirmaries, right? Mm -hmm. Had a very kind of sick approach to it like we're taking care of sick people that's what an infirmary is you're infirmed you're ill right so we have really over the years been working 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 to get people to really refocus around this whole concept of 
health and a health center and a Mm -hmm. health focus. And so it doesn't happen easily, but that has really been a push for us. And so since 94, even to today, we continue to work to provide scope and standards of practice, uh, a textbook around camp nursing, all types of practice guidelines. So our, our near and dear to our hearts is to set a foundation of health and wellness at camp. So to me, that sounds like you're really taking a more proactive rather than reactive stance to health at camp. Absolutely. You know, in, in healthcare, if you go to the hospital, you're already ill, right? Mm-hmm. Or already in, in, in an injured way. Our goal is to keep people from getting to that point. So, yes, yeah, so a very much of a prevention type of focus. That's really what nursing and the nursing profession has been about for centuries. How do we prevent illness? If you go back to Florence Nightingale, guess what she talked about? Fresh air in the in the wards, right? Right. Insulation. Where are we in 2021? Insulation. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh air. Yep. Without Fresh a doubt. air, ventilation, exactly. So prevention <laughs> is so important to us. It's what we really talk about all the time and really encourage camps around the whole. You know, we talk about connecting kids to one another and connecting kids to nature. Mm-hmm. We know that has a very strong health proponent to that. So we're always eager to kind of support those efforts and what we're doing at camps. Yeah, I've been really fascinated doing a lot of reading uh, in the last really 12 months about this idea of forced bathing. Um, it's, it came out of Japanese research uh, literature. And, and it sounds like it's a very real thing that it actually reduces your inflammation and it reduces your anxiety levels simply being out and spending an hour and a half, two hours underneath the trees. Absolutely. We know it does. We know that nature has profound effects on our health. We know history tells you people who get out and exercise and walk and nature hike and ride their bikes in nature, being in nature has a very therapeutic, positive response for all of us. Yeah. And that's certainly a lot of a lot of camps are in that situation. Many Some aren't. Um, but yet you still get that wonderful experience of community that I think helps raise all systems in, in the body, both individually and collectively. How did you get into summer camp? Uh, as most nurses do, I entered summer camp by um, a friend asking me to come to camp and help them. So my background is bleeding disorders. So mm-hmm. my my passion has always been sticking someone with a needle, unfortunately, that's kind of what I love to do. And so I was doing bleeding disorders. I'd I'd worked in the neonatal intensive care and a nurse said, hey, you're good at sticking patients. Would you come to camp with me? I said, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. And unfortunately, most nurses get into camp nursing that way, right? They come as a favor to someone. They come as a volunteer to someone. Someone in their church said, will you come to camp? Or someone in their community group said, hey, I need help at camp. And we have this very kind of loose interpretation or idea around what camp health is, right? We Mm -hmm. have band-aids and boo-boos is kind of the the mantra of camp nursing. And when Mm -hmm. they get there, they may be an excellent nurse in the ICU, but they don't know anything about camps, right? (laughs) right. I always tell people, when you talk about it reverse, don't put me in an ICU because you may not survive. I don't know how to work (laughs) that ventilator. And the same adage applies to when you pull someone out of an acute care setting uh, I see you nurse someone and you mm-hmm. put them in this wonderful, beautiful, natural setting of camp and nature. They're kind of like, you want me to treat? I don't, I'm not done skin. I don't know anything <laughs> about skin. <right? laughs> so it is a whole training around 
health and wellness and that prevention piece. And, and we have to train the healthcare staff so they're ready to really enter into this new experience of camp nursing and the prevention model and really thinking about keeping people healthy instead of helping them recover from illness. Sure. It's really interesting because, you know, I, I think about it from our parents' standpoint, whether they send their child to day camp or to residential camp, they're coming at it from a model of you're going to the health center. That's like a mini hospital, right? So what do you think parents should, how should parents think of the health care at summer camp? Again, it's very interesting because, you know, there's a certain assumption that parents have when they put their kid on that bus to go to camp or the van or whatever it is that there is a camp nurse at camp. Mm -hmm. And what they really, I encourage parents to do is to ask those kind of questions. What are your health services at camp? Mm -hmm. What can that camp provide? Or when do Mm -hmm. they send a person out for services at the local ER or higher level care? So I really encourage parents to talk about what is it that the camp can provide? Camps need camp nurses. That's our new mantra. It's been our mantra for ever since we opened our doors. Camps Amen. always need camp nurses. They're always looking. They're always seeking. And we're always trying to look for new venues to pull nurses in to understand camp nursing, right? So the whole challenge with parents is just that proactive education. It's like any of us. They just need to know what to ask, right? Sure. They need to understand when you're going to send your child to camp, we think that is the best gift you could ever give your child. Hands down, best gift ever. You're never going to convince a camp person otherwise. Yep. One of those questions you should be asking if you're special, if your child has special needs or additional medications or mm-hmm. needs mental, social, emotional support type of mechanisms mm-hmm. in place. Ask those kind of questions to make sure you know what that's going to look like. We're all successful if our anticipation meets the expectation, right? But if those two don't align, if you anticipate this and you don't get that, it becomes this clash of, wow, I didn't understand. And then you have to, all of us as camp professionals want to step back and go, how how would we have done that differently? How should we have provided better education for our parents? Because it is a partnering model, right? Parents have to partner with the camp staff. And my language is always, how does that partnership set that child up for success? Absolutely. How does that partnership set the child up for success? If we don't have a really robust partnership, it changes the dynamic of what you really can do at camp sometimes. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. So expectation has to meet anticipation. All right. Good. So I want to stick a pin in that for a second. I want to come back to that <laughs> in just a minute. But I, I feel like, and I didn't prepare you for this question. Uh, it might not even be a fair question to ask, but as, as a camp you know, owner and director or steward, as I like to think of myself of Camp Aquaic, what should camp professionals, people who do this full time, know about working with healthcare professionals who come in to work with them as a partner during the summer? What, what are some of the things that camp professionals do great? And what are some of the things that camp professionals can get better at when working with healthcare staff? The key to a productive summer camp season is a bold and robust partnership between the camp director and your camp health nurse or camp health leader or camp health, Mm -hmm. whatever you call that person, Mm -hmm. right? Those two have to be on the same playing field. They have to understand what's going on together. They need to communicate daily. They need to Mm -hmm. understand. So it's a right and left hand is what I say. You've got to have those Mm -hmm. two working 
in conjunction, understanding the motion of camp, understanding the needs of healthcare, and many times that's a huge miss right there. So mm-hmm. camp directors often say, "I've got to get a nurse. I've got to get a nurse. I got okay. I got a nurse. Here she is." And they hand her the policy and procedure manual. And they say, "Go forth and conquer." That's right. The nurse goes. <laughs> Huh? I don't know anything about camp, right? Put me give put a ventilator in my hand. I'm a I'm a rock star, but I don't know sure. anything about camp. What do I do if a kid falls off a horse? How do I treat skin rashes? What if somebody <laughs> fractures something? What about food allergies? I mean, to, for us, we deal with that every day in camp. But nurses are are very specialized in many ways. They're not generalists, if you will. And mm-hmm. so they're not treating kids in a pediatric office, seeing these normal things that we see. They haven't seen an ear infection maybe their entire career. That may be pretty normal for us. So that communication, that understanding, that working together, uh, bringing that nurse alongside the full camp experience. Mm-hmm. I always say, hey, camp director, do you want the nurse to come back next year, right? Let me give you some hints. Orient them just like you would your staff. Give them orientation. Bring them into the fold of the staff. Help them not feel like they're isolated over here in this health center because our adage is that the health center is not a building. The health center is all the staff at camp. Every person of your staff is a healthcare member in some capacity. Mm -hmm. We, if I'm your nurse at camp, I completely am dependent on the counselors, the facility staff saying, here's a health hazard. Here's a concern I have about a child. Here's what happened this morning. Here's what we did at the fishing dock. I am completely dependent on that to make my assessment as a healthcare provider within the context of what everyone else is telling me because they're with the kiddos, right? They're the staff. So it is such an integrated model, or that's what really needs to work. Those camps, they get the same nurse back year after year. Guess what? They love it. The nurse feels part of the community. The nurse pops back there every summer. They know the camp director. They connect or they talk throughout the year. They just have a really good model of making everybody feel like they have an important role to play. And if they weren't there, there would be a huge gap, right? So everybody needs to feel needed in a certain extent. If they come and they get thrown in the health center and the camp director says, hang out in the health center, we'll send somebody if they become ill. (laughs) You're missing the expertise of the nurse, right? You're missing the expertise of the nurse. So when I go out on camp and I've done special needs most of my career, when I'm walking around on camp, I can look across the way and I can tell you, hey, they're limping. That kid's limping over there. Wonder why he's limping. What's going on with him? And I can quickly do some of that very simple assessment and can I can ease myself into the activity. Hey, Johnny, it looked like you were limping a little bit. Talk to me about that. And, and maybe I can stop gap that problem right there, right? Mm-hmm. Do something very quickly then that prevents it from becoming really bad by the end of the camp season. So having your healthcare staff out on camp, in the canoe, in the pool with kids, whatever that is, right? Get them involved and engaged in your community because that's why they're coming too. They're kind of interested in this whole camp thing we talk about. We talk about it with such joy and laughter and fun. (laughs) And then they come and they get stuck in a health center with a policy procedure book. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what to do. This is not going to (laughs) work. It's funny. And they're maybe about themselves, right? So now they're feeling even more isolated because they don't have anybody to go to as a support to say, what do you think about this rash? Do you think this rash is poison ivy or do you think it's bug bites, right? So. 
We had a great nurse who taught me a lot about this. Oh, gosh, uh, a long, long time ago. She'd been a travel nurse. She was a young lady when she came to us. And she said, Cole, why don't we have walkie-talkies that have different channels? Because that way I can walk around camp. I don't have to listen to the whole camp chatter, but you can always reach me on channel six or whatever channel it was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Janae, that is the best idea. So we got channels and it it actually helped across camp. But that allowed her to get out so much more and connect with the kids. And we were always able to reach her if we needed to. That was one. And then the other thing she said to us, and this might have been Nurse Kalen that that did this. And this is Nurse Kalen's 10th summer with us. We're really excited we get to give her a 10-year blanket. Um, She said, I want to judge. I want to be a judge for color war. I want to be a judge for the evening, crazy evening activities. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Get, get out, get to know the other kids. They, they get to know you in a different setting. And all of a sudden now it, and it helped us because we needed another judge. And right. she was so excited to be a part of that. Yes, they, they do. The nurses that are really jumping into camp as a, let me see what this experience is like. You're either going to win them or lose them in the first year, right? Mm-hmm. We're always in the process of ACN. How do we win this nurse over? How do we keep the nurse engaged in camp health? How do we get them continue that motivation? Because they may only do it a few weeks a year, right? So there's sure. a huge gap there of how do we have such a really great summer experience? And then we carry that throughout the year. So hopefully they come back better educated, rested, prepared, and ready to jump back in with the camp where they had the most wonderful summer ever. Uh, but that's just a real, it is tough. And there's a lot of turnover because of that. Yep. Um, you know, in the summer in particular, it's just even more important that camp nurses are coming ready and prepared and educated around all things COVID, around mm-hmm. NPIs, around mm-hmm. the things, how the camp is going to look very different. So now you have a nurse who's been with you for 10 years and you're going to have to say to her, it's going to look very different. Here is what we think it's going to look like. Give me your feedback on these things. Give her a chance to buy into that, right? And help you see kind of the healthcare perspective as well. So helping people, even your healthcare staff go, okay, guys, we've been doing this for however many years, 10, 15, 20 years. It is critical right now for camps to be going, okay, guys, here's how it's going to look different. Here's some things that are going to be in place. Here's why it's going to the expectation, meet the expectation. Because they come and they think you're going to be doing the exact same activities. They're going to be doing the same football game or whatever. Whoa, no, it's going to right. be very different. Yeah. So, and let's, so yes, it is going to be a different summer. Let's jump into that. I've, I've been on a lot of great calls with ACN um, about a whole host of different issues. We've talked about vaccines and testing. We've, I've actually developed our communicable disease plan, listening to you um, about two months ago. It was, it was a wonderful thing. And, and I would recommend to any camp director or camp person, they should be a part and listening to what you guys are doing because there's so much great research and tools coming out of the ACN. What are some of the pieces that you're talking about with camps in order to create situations that are going to be as safe as possible while still allowing it camp to be as fun as possible? Well, that's a huge question, Cole. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, if you say 30 minutes, we're going to be. Uh, but of course, I have been speaking for since this time last year, right? Mm-hmm. With myself and a variety of other folks around all of the non-pharmaceutical interventions around what does that look like and how they have continued to be tweaked a little bit and changed and updated. And then at the end of summer last year, we did a robust amount of research to look at what worked. We don't really Mm -hmm. care that we recommended that now. We want to know what worked. And we did interviews of camps and surveys and looked at 
8,000 health records from last summer to say what worked, right? What were nurses charting? Were they charting there was a bunch of illness or were they not? Were they charting? Mm -hmm. What did that look like? So all these pieces of data we're trying to pull together and get a sense of what worked well. And that's kind of a a good example is the ventilation piece, right? We Mm -hmm. chatted about it some and shared a little bit about it in spring of last year, but we didn't have evidence really to kind of support much of that. We just thought that it would be good. And then what we found out is that for those camps that we interviewed, mm-hmm. when they took everything outdoors, they fed people outdoors. They did health services outdoors. They they did all their activities outdoors. You know how much COVID they had? None. Zero. Wow. Zero. They had no COVID in the camps we interviewed. And so it just makes it shows, hey, maybe that ventilation piece is really more important than we even thought. Because the data is starting to push us that way to think in that Mm -hmm. capacity, right? And the whole idea about sanitizing. We were really pushing sanitizing. And I was saying, it's still important, but probably only for high-touch areas, right? Tables, doorknobs, bathrooms. Mm -hmm. So, again, those things are still there, but we are tweaking them as we begin to get more data and evidence to support our position and what we're telling people. Got it. And and Tracy, just real quick, that 8,000 medical records you looked at, that's across day camp and residential camps? Yes, all types of camps. Okay, wonderful. All types of camps. Even We even included a few uh, after-school programs to look at those. Sure. We wanted to see what about after-school events, you know, what are they doing, Mm -hmm. or out-of-school activities, if you will. Mm -hmm. So we've got... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we're adding new testing and vaccine, right? And you heard the webinar uh, last week or whatever, because that's really where the questions are now. People are starting to get their minds wrapped around the seven initial MPIs, right? Screening, Mm -hmm. cohorting, face masks, sanitizing, hand hygiene, ventilation, and something else. (laughs) Seventh one. Uh, but the two new ones are really testing and vaccines, and we're talking about them robustly because we now have those options this year. But we want to make sure people understand that those are just additional NPIs. They're not right. replacement. They're not, if we do this, we can eliminate this. No, they're another layering effect that we talk about those NPIs, layering them up to as mm-hmm. many as you can in every situation that's feasible, and your risk goes down significantly of transmission. Got it. And so really then each camp will take into account what's going, what they can and, and can't do. Um, and then as I know, there's been a lot of talk within the industry, use as many MPIs as you possibly can to mitigate any potential risk. And then as things improve based on your situation at your camp, particularly, you can possibly relax some of those or, or do you keep them all the same? Yeah. I mean, you know, it is because every camp, the, well, we laugh and say all the time, Tom, Tom Rosenberg and I talk, we're like, how do we define camp? Well, we really can't mm-hmm. define camp. We can't define it by the population we serve. We can't define right. it by location. We can't define it by timeline or time frame. So the beauty of camp is that we're so diverse. Mm-hmm. The challenge of camp is we're so diverse. We're so diverse. <laughs> That's right. Right? <laughs> so we really, in essence, can't put a, a label to camp. In a kind of good way. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. So when people call and say, Tracy, I want you to write my communicable disease plan for me. I'm like, <laughs> well, that would take about 50 questions I would have for you because I don't know your structure. I don't know your operations. I don't know your capacity to do different things. I don't know population you're serving. So mm-hmm. it really is us giving people templates and guidance because only you know your camp, right? Only you know the things that even if I came on your camp and said, hey, Cole, let's, let me kind of look at your camp, there would still be little tweaky things that you understand better 
how it's worked over the past 10, 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. You could implement it in a much better way than I, who's just seeing something for the first time. Right. So it's saying, hey, okay, you want to do horseback riding? What are all the NPIs you can use for horseback riding, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you want to do uh, archery? What are all the NPIs you can use for archery? You're going to feed people, right? How are we going to do that? How many NPIs can we insert in the process of feeding people? breakfast, lunch, dinner. What does right. that look like? Are we doing picnics outside now? Are we doing staggered meals? What are we, it doesn't matter. There's different ways to do it. Uh, but only you as a camp get a sense of what your capacity is to do different things. So Absolutely. every camp is different with their need for MPIs, because like you said, every camp is definitely different. And, and really to the same effect, every child every parent is different you know everybody's coming at at the summer with a different risk assessment level mm -hmm. if you will or, or understanding of the covid pandemic uh because people in the southeast are, are it's very different than the people in the northeast or the west and we're all in different spots how would you as a healthcare professional talk with parents to prepare themselves and then to prepare their children to have a great summer yeah, I think that's a great question because, you know, last summer, we started, launched into last summer, about 30% of camps opened, about 70% closed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the kids that came to camp last summer had been, in essence, quarantined with their parents for three months before they right. came to camp. So there wasn't, a, there wasn't an unhappy person in the group, parents, children that didn't get away from each other. They were thrilled beyond measure that parents could have a break and kids could be with kids, right? So there was a lot of ease and relaxation last summer. Parents were super appreciative, super respectful, super, you know, just thrilled to have their kids at camp. And of course, the kids, the same thing, just resilient beyond measure. They were like, you want me to put a mask on? Okay. You want me to step away from my pair? No big deal. So they were just amazing. But the key this year will be our kids are now more integrated, right? They're back in schools. They're back in out-of-school activities. They're meeting with community groups or churches or whatever they might be involved in. So they're going to, in essence, be more exposed before they come to you. So the key this year is going to be even more important around that whole concept of maybe pre-screening, right? And what we want to really do is get parents ready to rock and roll in that area now, there's a document called A Healthy Camp Starts at Home. It's available mm -hmm. on the ACN and the ACA website. And it's a great little tool that helps parents step-by-step -step walk through ways that you can prepare your child to be healthy as they arrive to camp. Now, some people are taking that document and building out their COVID pieces, right? So the first pieces are like healthy eating and good sleep. You know, camp is fun, but you do need to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. A slumber party, right? And so it outlines some of these health-promoting behaviors. And then people have taken that document and added on their COVID pieces. Like, we're going to be doing pre-screening, and this is how you can help us do that. We're going to be doing these things, and this is how you can help us in that partnership. So it's yep. very much a partnering kind of language across those NPIs. But having being able to give parents that paper, they can print it from your website or whatever that is, or you email it to them. Here's how you can right now begin to prepare your child for the experience and begin to partner with us for the experience. And when we're all on the same page, it makes a great experience for our campers, right? So Absolutely. that's just a simple tool and a great way to kind of start that conversation. So then once they see that, they can then, it gives them a chance then to Cole to say, Nicole, what do you mean by you're going to be doing masking at certain times, right? Because right. we don't mask when we eat, when we sleep, when we're in water activities. 
And mm-hmm. so they, they may or may not understand that. So this gives that opportunity to kind of read something, generates questions, and then that generates the wonderful dialogue you as a camp director want to have with your parents before they get to your camp. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. I heard uh, one camp director say who opened last summer, um, she was very forthright with the family saying when they asked a question she didn't know the answer to was, you know what, to be honest, I'm not sure that's a great question. Let's figure that out together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then we, we tell them we're constantly learning, right? As new guidance mm-hmm. comes out, we're posting it, we're sharing it, we're sharing it with camps. All of our members, you know, we're saying, hey, guys, here's something new today. Hey, guys, here's a blog of new information from the CDC today. So right. as soon as we get that, we are pushing that information out. And parents need to understand that it's even though we're trying to plan and put things in structure as much as we can right now, there could be changes mm-hmm. later than even we like to do. But as last summer, we say flexibility is the key. It may even be a better key this year than last year. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think we all go into the summer with, you know, expectations like it's going to be more like it's been, you know, 2019 and prior, but that's not the case. It's, you know, I think we're have to wait at least another year to feel like it's completely the way it used to be once everybody's vaccinated and we have a, still a better understanding of this disease and how it spreads. Yeah, we always say, you know, as the teacher in a class, when the teacher comes in, they need to be hard from the beginning. They need to be strict. They need to have all their guidelines. And if things go really well, then in certain cases, you may be able to relax some things sure. or think about things. But come in hard. Come with everybody doing, being vigorous about their NPIs and on board and on task. And uh, your staff is going to be the part that's going to be integral to much of this. Uh, your staff need to be on board 110%. The camps that were so successful last summer said our staff bought in 110%. Wasn't yeah. me. Wasn't me, the camp director, but my staff got it. My staff were on board. My staff were willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. what they had historically known as camp, mm-hmm. and they didn't get to interact and communicate a lot with the people they came to camp to see, their friends as well, maybe. Uh but that they really understand the value of if one person comes with COVID, the impact that can have on the camp, right? Right. One person decides to make a bad decision <clears throat> on their time off, the impact on camp. So really yep. it's this year I tell people, you, you may call them camp counselors, but if what you need this year are mentors and role models. That's what you need this year. They got to yep. role model the behavior that you were desperate for the campers to do. And then they need to mentor and encourage and give that good, positive feedback to people when they're doing the things well. Right. Not so much when they forget the mask, but hey, guys, y'all look great with your mask on. Let's keep it up. You know, and, and the cabin awards for everybody wearing their mask the whole time they were supposed yep. to whatever. So yep. rethinking a lot of that is really going to be helpful. Well, that's interesting. I not thought about that. If you can incentivize adherence to the, the safety protocols, the MPIs, you know, turn it into a game like we do for a cleanest bunk of the week, you know, that that could go a long way. Oh, I said that about hand washing, right? Of course, we're nurses. Yeah. So we're always talking about these ornery little things. And I said, <laughs> it's not just something you need to send. The, you don't just come into the dining hall and go, everybody wash your hands and you have no idea if they did or not. That's mm-hmm. not the option this year. The option is you chaperone them in, use whatever word you want. Maybe it's not chaperone, but you chaperone yeah. them in the bathroom and the counselor's there and you're singing the 20 second song to make sure everybody washes their hands for 20 seconds, right? We yeah. teach how to do hand gel because they don't do it right, right? Mm-hmm. So with all of those little pieces, but they, it does look different. And on your schedule, uh, on Cole's schedule, it's going to say 12, 10, hand washing. Woohoo! 
let's all yep. have some fun, right? <laughs> so you're exactly right. The positive incentivizing of all of the activities, and they can become part of the fun camp experience. Kids don't care to wash their hands, but you can make it fun. Sure, absolutely. You know, kids, built, kids built hand washing stations last summer as part of their camp activities. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of their arts sure. and crafts project. I mean, they didn't. They got to swing a hammer, didn't they? They didn't care. Yep. Yeah, so just <laughs> who knew that the arts and crafts people and the maintenance directors would have so much fun together? That's right. One camp gave their staff, they had a list of like 50 things that they needed to get done at their camp. Mm-hmm. And they were all on site things, whether it was moving wood or fixing something. And if they were incentivized, if they stayed on camp and wanted to do some of these activities, they got more at the end of the summer. Wow. Right? There you go. They got chores done, whether they didn't have to pay somebody else to do. Sure. Other projects that may have taken two or three people, so they had multiple people there to help each other. It's like, yeah, that was brilliant right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a good idea. Well, so Tracy, if, if parents wanted to learn more or if, if camp professionals wanted to learn more, what's the best way to connect with ACN and, and get some of the great data that, that I've been so fortunate to, to see? So much of our information and data is just on our website for free. Our website's campnurse.org, campnurse.org, all one word, all lowercase. It's really easy, and there's all kinds of information there around mental, emotional, social health, practice guidelines, all kinds of educational resources, webinars, videos. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Of course, there's also added benefit for those folks who are members. And so we talk about that membership is really key for the people that we serve, camp directors and camp health care providers, because as a member, you get those e-blasts from me, which are really, I think, critical because then you know first, you know right. out of date what's coming and what's brand new as of the last 24 hours, right? Yeah. And our membership is $5 a month. It covers our postage. I mean, we're not doing membership to make money uh, <laughs> basically is our mailing and shipping and getting things out to people kind of uh, fund. But in essence, it's, it's, we just say five bucks a month and we will keep you on the mailing list. We'll send you resources. We'll give you first notice. We'll provide webinars and really try to service folks in a way that really brings hopefully the most current information to everybody. We think that's why we feel like we've grown so much is because people are looking for, Oh, what's current. Oh Yeah. Uh, camp nursing will have that. And so uh, people say our name, it throws people off some because it is Association of Camp Nursing, but it's nursing. And Cola's nursing campers, just like Tracy's nursing campers at camp. We're all in that healthcare arena, as I talk about. And so anybody's welcome to be a member. Parents could be a member. It doesn't have to be any particular person. Anybody can be a member. That way you get the most up-to-date, accurate information. And we just want to serve folks. We want to make sure camp health is really at the forefront of everybody's mind when they're having fun. Well, I can't speak, you know, highly enough of the stuff that y'all have worked on so far and the information you provided. And those those e-blasts, it, it kind of models the idea of proactive health because rather than me having to go to the website, just that one little thing where it pops up in my email, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. I need to look a little bit more. It kind of gives me those little reminders that I need. You know, when you're as a camp professional or a parent, you're thinking about a thousand different things at once, but you've, we've got to be great on the health. If you don't have a great health at the camp, you're not going to have good camp and just can't go from there. Yeah, I laugh and say, and when I go to present, I say, where's your highest risk area on camp? And they'll say high ropes or equestrian or climbing one. I'm like, wait a minute. No. 
said, I can guarantee you that you will have injuries and most likely illness at camp. Almost with 100% accuracy, I can guarantee you that. The legal challenges, the risk comes with how you respond to it, right? Yes. How you respond to it. And that response comes out of your health services department, right, mm-hmm. or category. So if you have good protocols, you have good health services established, it's never, it's not going to be a problem, right? We have good communication with our parents. It's, it's exactly where you need to be. So be in touch with your health services. And I thank you, Cole, for this opportunity just to share about oh camp nursing because you're right. So many times people say, I didn't know you existed. I'm like, yeah, we're here. Oh, man. It's <laughs> such a fabulous years we've been here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and from, you know, speaking on behalf of all the camp professionals out there, thank you all for everything that you're doing. We've always needed you. Certainly the last year has highlighted that, but Let's let's hope that we go forward to a much safer, more educated, uh, more prepared summer uh, this summer for all of us in camping. So, Tracy, thank you so much for being around the campfire with me. Oh, Cole, thank you. It's great to kind of share our love and passion for camp. Right? It's never gonna yeah. never gonna end. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, have a safe summer. Okay, you too. Thanks so much. Okay, let's go to camp. Let's take all we've learned and put it into practice. Let's take the collective wisdom of Tracy and the team at the Association of Camp Nursing and create the safest, most fun experience yet. I hope you took as much as I did from that conversation. The data shows us unequivocally that we can create a safe and healthy experience for our campers and our staff members this summer. That's especially true when we all, campers, parents, counselor staff, camp leadership, and the Camp Health Center team, work together as one true unit. It's time to turn the communication knob way up and make sure that everyone is involved. Any summer camp worth its name is thinking about everyone's safety, both physical and emotional, first and foremost. By working with all involved, we can be great at this point and have a ton of fun, too. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll share it with a friend and leave a five-star review on whichever service you're using. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone to join in. Until we speak again, do good and be good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.